Hello and welcome to Snacks, a bite-sized pod where we discuss news, trending topics, behind-the-scenes updates and things that caught our attention. Today's Tuesday, my favourite day of the week, Tech Tuesday, and it's not welcome to the studio, Locke, it's welcome to Zoom, Adrian and, and Locke. Yeah, welcome to Zoom. I thought you were going to give a better intro for our, our guest, Adrian. You know, we've only had, I think, two or three guests on uh, these sort of snacks episodes and you sort of left her in the lurch here. We've got Adrian here from Sharesies, uh, part of the brains behind the Unlikely Investors series too. So we're stoked to have you here, Legend. Yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. It's good to be here. Hey, for those at home listening, tell us a bit about yourself. What do you do? What, what's, your, what's your job at Sharesies? Yeah, so I'm Adrian. I'm employee three of Sharesies Australia, and I'm the marketing manager over here. So I've been with the brand since we got going. We came to Australia in April of last year, and I'm just responsible for helping spread the good word about who we are in this market and, and getting new investors signed up to the platform. It doesn't sound like a Kiwi accent, though. No, it is not. Yeah, I'm always a bit shy sometimes because I am an American, so I feel a bit disingenuous touting my accent for people, but here we are. So I, I come from Boston and I used to live in LA, and, but now I'm an Aussie citizen as well. So I like to claim both. Employee number three, they surely get a little special badge or a sticker or something like that. Like surely there's something. Here's hoping. I'm, I might make my own, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind that. But hey, we, we just wrapped up yesterday, our final episode of the Unlikely Investor Series with uh, co-founder Leighton Roberts. Locke and I rambled on about some of our learnings, which was uh, I guess, first take uh, your thoughts, Locke, on the wrap-up of the series. Oh, honestly, it was so awesome. Some of the guests that we've had on, to kick it off with Brooke too, I mean, she's awesome. And then to hear Leighton's side of the story at the end, it sort of was the perfect ending. But yeah, really happy with the way things turned out and got lots of cool feedback from the community saying how, um, you know, they love the content. And it was good because I think me and Rob, we, we spoke about it before, but like, because we're at different stages of our journey too. So I feel like when people, you know, tune in and, it, it doesn't really matter what stage you are in your journey. You sort of get something out of it, which is cool. So no, really, really wrapped that uh, it turned out the way it didn't. Thank you so much for, for having us and thinking of us and making such a sick show. Yeah. Thank you guys. I mean, we've heard great feedback as well from the Shazies community and the heart of unlikely investors, like you guys have talked about is really making people feel like they're supported when they're starting their journeys. And Right now, it feels hectic, right? Like the year has started off in a bit of a wobble with the markets. And I think a lot of new investors were just ready to step in and then feeling that anxiety. So what I loved was you guys sharing your stories and then having so many cool different people talking about their stories as well. And, you know, why they're thinking long term and why they're still investing now. And, you know, the excitement and positivity that comes with that, too. It, it shouldn't be doom and gloom. This is something so cool that you get to do. And so how we really make people feel supported in that and really get to celebrate that is super important. Did you have a favorite? A favorite, a favorite guest? guest? You're, allowed, uh, you're allowed to say that now because I, I think the season's over. I mean, I feel like I could give you a favorite moment from every episode. Like everyone had such cool things to share and you guys as well, like even just hearing what you had to share across it. But I also really love, I thought Josh Thomas was like spot on guy, right? Like he really knows what he's talking about. And I, I love listening to people talk about how their careers pivot and how they lean into their different interests. So to take someone like that, who's, you know, been in sports world and then just realize he, he wanted to think long-term for himself and, and pivot into the investing space and what he's done and, and how he talked about that. I thought that was really cool. And, and he could play too. It's funny because you know, I don't know if you know much about AFL, but he could, he could play, didn't he? Like? It wasn't a crap player. It wasn't a shit player. It was really good. So yeah, it's just surprising too. Some of the people you come across in, the, in their journeys and the way they think about money. Cause 
I think a lot of people, especially now growing up, don't really talk about that openly too much. So to have people share their strategies and stories and the way they think about it was a was a cool insight, I think. Totally. I mean, the other episode I love is Jay and Tash, right? Like doing it as a couple and they're just so open and honest and like, here's who we are and here's what we're doing. And I, I love that kind of conversation. And I think one of my favorite things about being involved in the investing space, and this is my first investing based job here at Shearsies, is like all the conversations I get to have because of that and how much more I feel like people are talking about it with their friends and their family and just seeing that step into the forefront a bit more and people getting vulnerable and wanting to dig into it. Like that is awesome. And I know that's a heart of who you are as a pod too, right? Like how do we just have those conversations that we all want to have, but sometimes we're a bit nervous too. Hey, Jay was pretty funny in that chat. Lara, can you all laugh for the same reason I'm laughing lock is that when, after he said he, he, he collected, um, uh, was it what did he WWE wrestlers that you called him the 40 year old virgin? And I just, I lost it. I was trying to stay on track and stay focused on seriousness of the pod, but he's, he was such a cool sport and he's built a really, he's crazy. Everyone loves him, especially all the platforms and stuff that work with him. We had some feedback from yeah um, TikTok uh, from Hannah who works, who does some work with, with us, but she was previously at TikTok and she said the TikTok crews love him. And you can tell why, right? People love anyone that just feels open and honest and genuine. And I think that was like the heart of every guest that was on the show. Like then you take Bianca, you take Flex Mommy, whoever it might be, they just were here to bear their souls and, and lay it all out. And it's hard not to connect with that. Hey, he's going to tune in. Headlines. He's going to tune into this episode, old Jay. Don't worry about that. He's going to have to now. Yeah. Hey, first headline. This comes from Laura Entis, editor at LinkedIn News. Netflix goes after password sharing. The days of Netflix password mooching may soon be over. In a blog post, the streaming service called out the widespread, widespread practice of impacting our ability to invest in great new TV and films and announced it is testing a program that would ban users from sharing passwords outside the household. All right, first reactions. Give us your thoughts, Adrian. I mean, I'm gutted about this because I'll, full disclosure, I've been using my American family's Netflix since day dot and I've just been waiting for them to hunt me down because I'm the easiest to cut right I'm over in Australia they can figure out I'm not in that household but I mean it's a smart move as a business right of like that would be such a big revenue driver for them to make sure that people are having their own bespoke passwords and I don't think I know a single person that doesn't share Netflix or a streaming service platform so I'm not really surprised but I'm personally gutted what about uh-huh. you Buck? Oh, to be honest, I'm surprised it hadn't happened earlier because I was like, is this like, can we do this? When it first sort of happened, I was like, really? We can all just mooch off each other and you're the one paying and I'll forget to pay. I might pay it once a year, you know. I pay off the big install month uh, yearly installments because I always forget, you know. But yeah, I'm part of that too. I think I've got the in-laws on the old Netflix account. So um, I'm spewing. I'm going to have to, because there's so many different subscriptions now that you have to get if you want to, you know, consume some content. So I just <laughs> if got- you liked, If you like TV as much as- as we do, yeah, yeah, you've got all the streaming services because why not? Yeah, well, I got YouTube Premium because I was like, I couldn't stand the ads anymore. I was looking at the ads, I was like, what's going on here? So, you know, plenty of stuff going on. But yeah, I'm I'm gutted to be honest. I know you are too, Rob. Well, my my, uh, my sister has my Stan account. So Alice, if you're listening, bad luck. You're gonna have to pay your own account. But she pays for Netflix for the family, so it's gonna be. Does that mean I have to? It's just anyway. Moving on. Next article, something you have to one. figure out, huh? So yeah, it's poor us, poor us. All right, next article, Kathy Anderson, good friend of the show, Kathy hey, we Anderson, love, editor we of love LinkedIn Kathy. News. Big shout uh, out. Linktree joins Oz Unicorn Stable, Australian social media startup. Linktree 
is now worth 1.7 billion and will use its latest funding round to expand operations and employ 200 staff. Big shout out to the, the crew there at uh, Linktree Lock. Maybe you can kick this one. First reactions from the team. Oh, obviously, you know, since meeting Alex and having him on the pod early doors and, and hearing about all the awesome stuff that they're doing. And even when they come down, uh, I think it was last year or the year before when they come down and we went to the bowls club and had a few drinks and that. And just hearing about how they're building it, like everything takes hard, hard work. And like there was no sugarcoating bullshit. It was just like, this is really, really hard. But what they'll do when they, you could just tell they believe in it so much. And it was, it's been cool to see their journey, like, it's only been like two years or since I've sort of been across it, their story and stuff and the growth and just seeing them just explode everywhere. It couldn't happen to better people. Honestly, they're, they're so awesome. And yeah, kicking goals and, and putting the Aussies on the map, you know, I'm loving seeing Linktree up there with all the other big companies and brands out there. So proud of them and they're doing some awesome work. I don't know. What do you reckon, Adrian? Yeah, I agree. Like, First of all, like congratulations, right? Like what an awesome achievement. And I love reading about Aussie unicorns because exactly what you said, it just helps show that Australia is a player in, in the global world. And we've got some really cool tech businesses over here that are doing big things. And I love reading these stories and seeing these successes and hearing about these capital raises, like shares as we had a capital raise last year. And it's such an exciting time because, you know, people are buying into you and you get to talk about the good work that's coming. So I'm really pumped for them. How many, how many flannies do you reckon Nicky Nighttime's going to buy, Rob? Oh. Uh, he's going he's gonna to go straight to David Jones and get everything in the store, he, I reckon. His haircut that he's rocking in the photos that he's got for this new photo shoot is, is out of control. The little, uh, did he self-cut that fringe? He has to self-cut the fringe. He's in touch with the common man, though. He didn't try and go too overdressed. And too, I, I love that. So big shout-out to Nick Nicholas Nighttime, uh, co-founder at Linktree. Good boy. Hey, what, what, what are your thoughts, Adrian? For someone like who have come from across from the States, obviously when people want to go think of the tech scene, they, they think we have to go and make it over in America. That's like, especially from people here and hearing how there hasn't really been pathways for Australia and New Zealand to do those big global things. What's your opinion now that you're seeing from a helicopter point of view, you've come across here, you've seen it over there. I mean, I do think that the tech worlds are so different in the US versus, you know, in our neck of the woods here. But I think that's in a really fun and cool way. And one of my favorite things about Australia is there's so much pride and love for businesses that are here. And there's a lot of support there. And there's great communities. And I really see that with New Zealand as well. And, and how much New Zealand loves brands that they're, they're pumping out and then across like the whole ANZ. And I think that when you get to see these businesses really crack that and, and break globally and, and put Australia's best foot forward, that's such a cool thing. And that's so exciting. And I love watching that, but I do think that one of my favorite things is digging into how different all these markets are. Like even, you know, Sharesies is a brand over in New Zealand as well. And then, you know, starting up Sharesies here in Australia, like these markets are so different and we don't give enough credit to how different Australia and New Zealand are in really fun and, and complimentary ways. And I definitely think that's the case over in the U S as well. We like Kiwis, don't we look? Oh, almost better than Aussies. No, not almost <laughs> actually. I've never been, I've been to the airport once. So I claim that I've been there before. So when people say, <laughs> like, I met the people that do work at the retail store at the airport, they were awesome. So but before you move, before you move on, you know, when you said ANZ at the end of it, I remember when I first got LinkedIn and I saw ANZ in everyone's thing, I was like, fuck, there's a lot of people who work at ANZ, you know what I mean? But I didn't realize it was for Australia and New Zealand. It makes sense. <laughs> All right. Anyway, moving on. All right. Next article, this last article, this one comes from Natalie McDonald, editor at LinkedIn News. Uh, when rebrands go wrong, 
In, is all publicity good publicity? A new logo for the Department of Prime Minister and Cabinet's Women's Network has sparked con controversy over its phallic appearance. So this is we're talking about the, the Women's Network logo. It had to have gone through a few rounds of approvals before it gets to the end. How is it not picked up? What are your first thoughts? Maybe over to you, Adrian. I love articles like this. I truly do. And it, it blows the mind. And I think, you know, working in the marketing space, I've definitely been so close to projects where you can't see the forest for the trees, right? And so I can see how they're just so knee deep in it. Maybe they didn't really realize what they're doing, but the Instagram account Shit You Should Care About did a good post about this of like other examples of logos where people have made these mistakes and they are kind of funny to laugh at. And I think that like from a more serious point of view, like what a letdown by the government, like what an absolute blow, especially after everything that's happened in that space. And so that's a big misstep and, you know, they've got a lot of work to do on the women's front and women's advocacy front, but it is a bit of tongue in cheek and there's been some great memes and jokes out there about what they've done with this logo. I, th I honestly still can't believe it got through. Like, I don't know, understand how all these briefs and stuff work, but I looked at it and I was like, how can you not see a cock and balls? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's legit just straight up there. Like, have a look. Like, how can you? That's straight up. But at the end of the day, it has got a lot of publicity for the wrong reasons. And like you said, Rob, what did the article say? Is any publicity good publicity? Or... Yeah, it's definitely not. I don't no, even I just think for the current probably, government. Not for the government. It, for the current government, you just can't get it right. This is just... It just tops off another just shit example of what they're doing. It almost like makes your decision up for you, doesn't it? It's like these people are just so crap, aren't they? They're just no good at what they do. And thanks for clearing that and confirming Yeah, that. but seriously, how does it get through? Like uh, how many stamps would have had to go on on that before it got released as a rebrand exercise? I feel like think, knowing how slow and clunky anything they do from a government perspective is in terms of releasing to market, like that had to have been stamped by so many people. I mean, I will say I used to work in advertising and one of my favorite moments was when my manager at the time, one client wanted to do a campaign called Eat Your Tart Out because they were releasing a tart and she had to do the whole like, maybe we shouldn't use that phrasing. So I think that some people are just, you know, living the, the good life and really not seeing where they might be misstepping. But, you know, for the rest of us where we can see that, it's, it's pretty embarrassing. It's almost like the disruption thing, though, to a point where you want to be cheeky enough where it's like, oh, that just breaks up the boring, but you can't push it so far where it offends people and it's like, why are you doing that? So it's like, that's why I like comedians sometimes because they have like the, the funny take on things that are so serious and stuff, but it's a, it's a good perspective. Well, we do that a lot with our headlines. I think you've, you've made a, a big effort from the day we started introducing pods, like Snacks Pods Lock, that you'll try and find a hook and make it for headline grabbers. It's interesting content you know it's it's not it's not easy to make a headline worth clicking on but it's crazy the world we live in like that sometimes that's all it takes is uh, is someone actually gonna make the click mm. good call rob Great hey call. anyway fantastic that's where headlines out but hey like we said if you're new to the pod we drop guest episodes monday thursday snacks pods just like this one come at your hot tuesday wednesday hot and up drops friday and if you haven't dug back into our unlikely investor series uh go and do it now all eight episodes are out there Thank you, Adrian, for jumping on and hope everyone has a great Tuesday. This has been a Wellbeing Network podcast. <laughs>